life's a bitch and you're here, dude. Easily one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time. And if you don't know what that's from, I suggest you go ahead and Google search that phrase. And, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to Processing the Process. I'm Vanessa. I'm here just vibing out. <laughs> um, very happy to be here. It's been a minute, uh, and I'm not going to, you know, apologize for that because there has been a lot that happened to Tina now, and, and if you are new to this podcast, allow me to let you know that sometimes I go on a, a little hiatus <laughs> or just a little break from the passions that I pursue. I'm one of those people that kind of just puts way too many helpings of mashed potatoes, aka hobbies and passions, on top of my a tiny, thin paper plate. <laughs> so, um, trying to micromanage that a little bit more. Um, so, that's why we're here. Um, last time we spoke, it was um, just reiterating the wonderful effects of going to therapy and accepting that, hey, I need help and maybe I should start doing this for myself. And even some tips and tricks we went over as well. So um, I hope that was beneficial. Uh, this week is more of a catch up. I, you know, I've, from the time that we last spoke till now, um, I'm going to be honest, my growth has been on steroids and I'm honestly suffering from a slight whiplash of such growth. Um, it's a lot. It's, it's heavy. It's enough to feel out of whack. Um, but from somebody who kind of, you know, recently went through a hell of a lot of emotions um, and, and who is currently chilling at the moment, it's going to get better. Okay, so let's, let's rehash a little bit. Let's take it back the last time we spoke and um, a slight update here. If you're not following the Instagram or even the TikTok, I suggest that you do. <laughs> uh, Instagram, it's Processing the Process Podcast. No dashes, no spaces. And on TikTok, it's Process That She. There's a lot of eyes. So go ahead and type it in. Oh, my name will come up, I promise. <laughs> um, I made that for fun. <laughs> Sorry. So what are we talking about today? I guess besides, besides getting into the meat and potatoes, I do have to say, um, if any of you are here from TikTok, hello and welcome. I suggest that you start uh, listening to the podcast episodes uh, now. Um, and if you want to take it back, take it back. But please don't take it all the way back to the first or second episode. It's a little hairy. I was getting my bearings. And I'm probably going to release a trailer encouraging people to not start from the beginning. Um, mainly because this podcast isn't really chronological at all. Um, every episode is uh, a lesson learned. And, and I'd like to share it with you. And if you're going through something similar, like I'm, I just want to connect. <laughs> connect, relate. I, I just want to show you that... Um, life isn't, isn't that hard <laughs> sometimes, you know, like we, we overcomplicate the shit out of everything. And if you have anxiety, you know what I'm talking about. Speaking of anxiety, actually, I started listening to, um, Tasha, Tasha Alexis. I don't know if anyone remembers her back from Vine, but she is one of my favorite creators. Um, she just has just this natural, goofy, um, 
just she's hilarious. I don't know. I fell I fell in love with her. I want to be her best friend. Uh, when I found her on Vine and um, when I found her on TikTok, I was super pumped because she just kind of showed up on my for you page and I was like, hell yeah, Tasha's back. And she has such a wonderful story. Um, so if you're interested in hearing it or at least you know giving her a listen and you know who she is, she also has a podcast on here. Um, I believe that's called Unfazed and Unbothered, and she actually co-hosts that with the. Uh, Camo, who who I'm not too sure. I'm not. I don't really know too much about. But listening after after listening to that first episode, um, I definitely want to know more. I think she's from Vine as well. Um, but yeah, she's awesome as well. So th- they have some really great stories that could definitely be a game changer for many of you. They've come from a lot of trauma, a lot of hardships. They're well-rounded individuals. Besides that, your girl's TikTok is booming, guys. Better hop on this train. It's leaving. No, I, 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 I don't think it's really that booming, but I do have 3,000 followers, and that's something to kind of be a little excited about. Um, so I'm really glad that whatever I have to say and whatever I have, I don't know, just whatever I feel like posting and, like, things that naturally come to me and that I want to speak out is actually having a positive effect over other people. Um, so that's really cool, and uh, I love seeing that, so... Yes. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into it. So recently, um, I went on my little hiatus. A lot of things were happening. Uh, I was in this very big, uh, I guess, I was in this very big bender where I just felt extremely exhausted, fatigued out of my mind, um, just with life in general. Uh you know, certain things that would like challenges that would normally when they would approach me, I'd be able to kind of, you know, pick, you know, pull up my pants a little bit, you know, put the the belt on a little tighter, get going, you know, but uh, no, it, I mean, inconveniences and challenges kept knocking me down on my feet. And it was almost like I just wasn't strong enough to get up on my own. Um, and when I get like that, a lot of the times I'm kind of suffering through something that I'm not physically working through or emotionally working through, um, and I kind of shove them, those thoughts and those feelings to the side. Um, and of course, y'all know, when you shove your thoughts and feelings to the side and you're not processing them, uh-huh, we named this podcast after something, you know, saying this podcast is named just out of nothing. We, f- we, I mean, forgetting, not going through that process and processing your emotions and talking about them and, you know, being transparent with yourself, uh, it, it adds up, baby. It's like, uh, I always use the reference, you know, um, a closet, you know, full of just shit that we haven't organized in years and that we just keep throwing things in there and, um, you know, quickly opening the door and tossing one more thing in before it explodes kind of type deal. And, and I mean, Maybe you can live like that for real, for real, and have a closet that is out of shape and out of order that you don't even think about once uh, or twice a day. But I cannot, if we're physically talking, like if this is an actual, if this metaphor is real life, I would not be able to do it. Because, you know, something about having a messy closet that has just a bunch of shit in it that I haven't been able to go through and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger that weighs on me and that's very similar to the emotions um, and feelings that I kind of just kept suppressing Um, and I've that's just my natural go-to coping method and it has been for years so we're working on 
trying to rewire that. Um, but of course, like during that time, a couple weeks ago, definitely wasn't there. Definitely didn't even understand what was happening. Um, I tried to record a couple, you know, times before going down to El Salvador for my uh, little mini trip. Um, but nothing felt good. Nothing sounded right. I was all just hoopla. That's, <laughs> that was literally all that it was. Um, so yes. Now we're going to kind of fast forward a little bit. Uh, the trip to El Salvador was really fun. Uh, for those who don't know, my father is from El Salvador. He came over into the United States around in the eighties and of course met a wonderful gringa named Janice. <laughs> and you know, they lived on and had two children. Uh, he, you know, made that journey for us. And, you know, that's something that I always think about a lot because his story is, is amazing. <laughs> um, I got my phone stolen in Florida, but on that phone, I had a memo, a voice memo of a moment that I actually sat down with my dad and, um, recorded his story word for word and what he went through, you know, from starting to work at eight years old to physically making over the border, uh, in the United States in the 80s. So a lot, a lot has happened during that time. But um, I've been to my father's country about three other times, not including this one, I think, um, a couple times when I was younger, younger, and then one time when I was 16 for my 16th birthday, because I said, fuck a party. I want to see people. I want to experience something. I don't want just another run-of-the-mill sweet 16 where I invite people that I, I fuck with and people that I don't really fuck with, but I just want to flex on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a reason why my Super Sweet 16 was such a hit. Like, I still find myself actually looking for clips of that show because it was so outrageous. Um, that's probably what primarily turned me off for Sweet 16s, but I digress. Um, so it's, you know, the last time I've been to El Salvador uh, when I was 16, um, it was definitely one of the first times I was experiencing El Salvador with uh, an older mindset. You know, I was I was there before as a child, but nothing really sunk in as memory-wise. So I, I was, you know, finally putting names to faces and seeing people and just taking it and absorbing it all in. Um, so this time around was more relationship building and strengthening with, you know, my family members um, that I, I don't really talk to unless I'm physically in El Salvador. And it is, you know, for starters, my dad's country is absolutely beautiful. It's, it's small, but it's mighty. It's, you can feel it in the land. You can feel it in the air. It's just, it's, ah, it's just a different way of life as well. Um, you wake up and it just, I can't explain it. You have to go experience it yourself. Um, I hope that one day you will, because it just has a different way of life over there and, and, and things are just more mellow. There's no time restrictions. Everything is just yeah, okay. Let's let's okay. That's fine with me. All right, let's go over here. Okay, it's it's very laid back, and I do miss that feeling um, because you don't really have that too much where I am currently at on the East Coast. Uh, so, but this time around, you know, just being close with my my dad's family, but specifically, um, my grandmother hasn't been doing too well, and over COVID. Uh, and the pandemic, we weren't sure how long she was going to last. And I was absolutely just heartbroken for so long because I was like, I'm never going to see her again. And she just might pass during this pandemic because we're not allowed to go anywhere. And, you know, the whole nine yards. 
But <laughs> you're lucky. The stubborn gene follows generations, baby. She is, ugh. You know, I used to think that I was stubborn because of the, you know, more so a nurture type deal, not so much nature. But now that I see my family from like a bird's eye view, I know that stubbornness definitely comes through my father's line. <laughs> and beginning with the queen matriarch herself, my abuelita. So she, I think, held out for so long um, enough that we could miraculously actually get tickets and go down there um, on a budget as well and 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 see her Um and just be with her. And uh, although she just, you know, she wasn't the same. I mean, for those who've lost grandparents, right? Towards the ends of their life, you know, they're not the same grandparent that we grew up knowing. You know, their, their faces are different. Their demeanor is different. Their physical, you know, appearance is, is, is different. You know, the, the, it just it, it that's a lot for a person to swallow so it was a very emotional trip because you know seeing my grandmother more so bedridden and having people have to feed her and you know not really know what's happening sometimes and you know that's hard to see because she was one that was always up and and walking around either you know doing her prayers reading her little spanish booklet bible um, making food, you know, at the drop of a hat, if you were like, oh, maybe I'm a little thirsty, I want some popcorn, she'd make a whole ass, you know, meal. Um, she was just, and she was also like my best friend growing up, you know, like I had best friends, obviously, and, and school and everything, but we used to bring her up and, and watch my sister and I, and, and I learned a lot of Spanish, and I learned how to be comfortable on that side, um, and my identity as a, you know, half white and half Latina, um, you know, a lot, I can go on with the memories that I have with my grandma, but, you know, towards the end of her, uh, life, she just, it didn't, it wasn't the same. Um, but the good thing is that her, her mind, you know, would wander, but when it was there, it was her. And that was really, really special. Um, we're going to fast forward a little bit. Um, no. It was just nice to see her. Um, in another episode or so, I'm going to touch more upon the fact that I did have a panic attack in a pizza hut uh, in El Salvador. Uh, will, that is a story for another time, has connections to other thoughts and, and uh, topics, but I, I promise I'll go over that. Um, if you follow the Instagram and you saw that, um, you know, that is such a crazy story and I would love to get more deep into it, but um yeah, it, it was, it was such a good time. It was definitely a refreshing moment to almost remind myself who I am and where I come from. I think, I think we all need that sometimes. And in this regard, I, I definitely needed that. So, um, fast forward a little bit. I, you know, come home from, uh, the trip and, and it's an emotional trip and, you know, you know, just breathing it all in, um, I, my mental health started kind of falling apart um, soon after that. I was questioning everything in my life and the validity of everything in my life and uh, the value of it as a whole. You know, I was definitely pushed in a dark place. It's so weird. Like, I, I you know, in El Salvador, I was feeling myself and I was away from 
almost my mind sometimes. And even though she came and stirred the pot a little bit, I was able to escape just ever so slightly, even if, you know, she, she came down on me hard. But uh, my mental health was just terrible. And then two weeks after we, we came back, my grandmother actually passed. Um, damn, that's stubbornness. <laughs> she waited. She definitely waited because there's nothing else that can explain, you know, that that was definitely a miraculous opportunity. And I understand not many people have that opportunity to, to say goodbye officially to someone that they know they won't see soon. I, I, I'm so grateful for that because just being able to hang out with my grandmother and hold her hand like I used to a long time ago when I was little, um, there was something in that that made it okay for, for me to leave or, you know, for me to like physically leave her and go back home because I don't know, it's, I, we don't, we rarely get a chance to say goodbye to people you know, especially when we lose them and then <laughs> dealing with the reality of them not being there, that's hard because you never got to say what you really wanted to tell them. Um, so just, just beyond, 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 beyond grateful. Um, but following that as if my mental health could not get any worse, um, it will in here, here's the thing in my defense, the day before my parents told me that my grandmother had passed, I was finally kind of picking up my pieces and really just taking care of myself, like devoting a whole day to just taking care of myself um, and, you know, doing whatever Vanessa wants to do and feels like she needs to do and whatever feels good to her um, to cater towards, you know, her and, and, and you know, whatever's going on in the heart and the soul. Um, but... <laughs> Hey, there comes the call. So um, post that. Oh, my God. It was just such a crazy couple of weeks after that moment. Um, in El Salvador, they have to move quickly because of obviously like the pandemic. Um, and with people passing, the funeral services have a very fast churn. So, you know, within a couple hours of that phone call, my parents had to skedaddle. They had to go to El Salvador. We had to figure out, you know, who was going to watch their their dogs. And, of course, my sister and I had, you know, were looped in because a family emergency. And, oh, man, I hate to make it about me um, because it isn't about me. My grandmother passed and it, it's affecting everyone, but... The problem with thinking that way is that you're just invalidating your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions. You're basically telling yourself that, you know, you need to shut up because this, you know, this shouldn't matter and there's bigger fish to fry here and your feelings are just, I don't know, they don't, they don't, they don't matter. And that's, that's not right. You can't, you can't tell yourself that because subconsciously you absorb that every single time you say that to yourself or even not really say that to yourself, but mean it and you get the message. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's not good. So I, uh, come, you know, combined with, you know, jumping quick and having to do a bunch of things that now are my responsibility when I, I didn't have that prior. It was, a, it was a lot. Um, I was given a bunch of responsibility over the next week, uh, including, you know, watching someone else's house and dogs and, and helping my sister move and, 
And this was my first official week at my new job where I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm handling things and talking to clients. And it's really, really stressful. And it's, and it's all so new. And of course, I refused to tell anybody uh, what was happening within my personal life. So the week was going on as if nothing was going on. And of course, with all this added responsibility and demands and um, stress on top of my mental health that was already very, very low, um, I, I, I absolutely turned into a ball of mush. I, I had a complete meltdown. Um, I made myself sick. <laughs> my, I actually got sick um, because after, you know, just experiencing all that added it on to whatever mental health level I was already at, which was fairly low, um, I was literally immobilized. There was, I just isolated completely. Like, I felt like there was no going up from where I was. I couldn't talk to people. I mean, when my family wanted to talk to me through WhatsApp, I mean, I couldn't even do that without wanting to fall apart in pieces. Nothing was working. I felt so lonely and isolated. I I, I also didn't have any kind of emotional support when I really needed it. Um, and I wasn't communicating any of this to anyone. I kind of just stayed where I was and didn't say anything. And that's where you get in a lot of trouble. I mean, one with expectations, like people can't read your mind, girl. Get over that. You're you're not a telepathic, you know, girl. You're you're not a telepathic bitch. If you were, then that's really sick, and I and I applaud you on that, and that's really that's really awesome. But um, chances are you're not. You can't just magically tell somebody what you need, and and then uh, through you know telepathic communication and have them understand exactly what that is. I mean, he, as humans, we have to communicate these things, especially if we want to maintain. Um, interpersonal relationships that are successful in the long run. So I wasn't, I wasn't doing that to anyone um, until, you know, I hit rock bottom. And luckily that rock bottom day was in the same day where um, I gave myself the strength to kind of open up to my mom and let her in on how I was feeling. But um, that was not the best choice at that moment, but it's okay. Like I'm, I'm still really proud that I did that. Um, and then following that, I had some, I had therapy that day and God damn, <laughs> that definitely helped a lot because again, you know, with the whole therapy slaps thing, it's, you're talking to someone who is completely devoted to you for a whole hour. Yeah. And it's not that long, but it's still a whole hour that we don't really get in general. You know, even when we talk to our friends, I mean, we do have friends who are just emotionally there. They're listening to us. They're nodding. They're, you know, 100% all ears open. Um, but the, having a friend like that is very slim because that's not always the reality. Uh, our friends sometimes have other things in their brain and, you know, sometimes are half listening. Uh, this is also for significant others, too. So it's, it's quite wonderful when there is somebody who is completely neutral just listening and then helping you create and, and helping you kind of detangle the headphone wire mess in your brain. Because, you know, girl, I have like, if I were to take like five Apple iPhone, like the old one was like, like the old ones with the cord, 
and just completely throw them in a pocket of, of, of my favorite jeans, right? Um, and then just like throw that bitch in the tumble dry. That's exactly what was in my brain. And, and I think I really needed to kind of just pull it apart for what it is piece by piece, analyze what I need, what I don't need, what is serving me, what is not serving me, what is immediately the problem and what is not immediately the problem. And what I came to con- the conclusion of was I was running away from my grief. I was not, I was not taking the time to grieve. I didn't have, I mean, I guess some may say that I had plenty of opportunities to act upon that and emotionally get it. But as soon as I was told the news, I cried. And then for the rest of the couple days that followed that, it felt like I was absolutely numb to the idea And it wasn't until it was finally sinking in when I was running around like a chicken with my head caught off where it literally immobilized me and I got like physically sick. I gave myself an upper respiratory infection, which is so weird because I only get those, you know, like once in the fall and once in the spring. And that's about it. Why do I, I mean, all of a sudden in the summer, girl, Mm mm-hmm, uh-huh. But isn't that, isn't that so funny? Like, that's so fucking weird. <laughs> we can just neglect our needs as, as much as we possibly can, but no matter what, our body shows up. Our mind and our body are connected, and if we're not giving one, if we're not giving both a good amount of, of love and attention, our bodies can communicate with us. Because my, my guess is our bodies get so frustrated with us not listening to our soul and our, you know, emotional self, um, that it just ugh, throws a temper tantrum to get, to finally get your attention, which happens so often. Like, you know, when you stop taking care of yourself, you just magically get sick sometimes. Like, what's that about? Yeah. It's because you're not taking care of yourself, my love. You gotta do that. It's important. Um, so yeah, (laughs) so that was, that was just a lot to, to deal with. And I understand if you're someone who's like, that's not a lot. I've been through worse. Okay, great. Then tell me how you dealt with it. Because I, I mean, that is important to share with other people who are experiencing loss, who are experiencing their mental health in shambles and they just keep getting hit with waves of, of issues and challenges and circumstances that, that they don't really have the answers for or the solutions for, you know, good for you. But everybody experiences grief differently. Everyone holds trauma differently. We all have something within us that has been instilled with us for years, okay? Whether that be anxiety or pent-up depression or whatever that may be and however you received it from, the important part is that no, your trauma did not make you stronger, but yes, your trauma allows you to connect with other people. Your mental illness allows you to connect with other people because as you, as you know now, as you may know already, it's everywhere. Everyone suffers from it. Everybody suffers from it. And it's just one more thing that we can really come together on. A long time ago, uh, in my last year of college, I did my senior project on um, an event. 
I threw an event and it was called Wonderfully You. And the whole main premise was that we can all be connected somehow through our insecurities. And in this regard, we can all be connected somehow through our struggles, our loss, our grief, um, our anxiety, our depression. We can all kind of connect there. Um, because we've all, I mean, maybe not have experienced the same specific circumstance, but I've experienced that feeling before. That pain is very familiar, and I can sit there with you, and I can understand you completely. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where, that's what I want people to know. Going back to the fact that I refused to tell my workplace about what was happening in my personal life, um... Yeah, that was pretty stupid. Considering that, you know, one of the reasons why I got my new job was the atmosphere that it that it has, um, and and the vibes that it gave me the first time I interviewed with um, one of the people that I work with, <laughs> and um, when I finally was I was finally encouraged by my therapist to you know become a little transparent with my boss and and tell her what's going on. I was met with such understanding. I mean, I don't know why I thought I wasn't going to be, you know, I was just, I mean, why do we do that? (laughs) I felt like by me telling other people about what's going on in my life, it was like an excuse to not perform at my highest level or an excuse in general. Like that's so fucked, right? Like why do I why do I feel that way? Why do I feel like whatever I'm going through is not valid and it's just a nuisance to everyone else existing in the same reality? Fuck that. Screw that. And if that's you, I want you to know that that's not a way to live. (laughs) That is not a way to live. Something is going on in your life. You need to tell someone. And if it directly affects your career and your workspace and you need to let someone know about that, then go ahead. If they're the ones who do not meet you with that understanding, that same level of respect, then you know what's serves you and what doesn't and what you need to get rid of. Of course, you know, getting rid of jobs and finding jobs is not that easy, but you have your answer for future planning of getting rid of yourself, getting rid of the toxic environment that you're in and, and not surrounding yourself with, you know, people who understand that humans are humans and we all experience loss. It's just a matter of time. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, I can blame the fact on me having a little panic attack and Pizza Hut, uh, on, on me not having any of my bud, um, because I'm honestly probably would be like, seriously, like I had to explain to my mom the other weekend, my relationship with it. And the only way that I could really explain it was that in order for me to get to my highest level of functionality and understanding, it's like, it, it's like a step that is the step to where I need to be. Sometimes you don't have that step and I got short legs. So granny, that step. And I think once I explain it like that, she kind of understood, but that's a sidebar for later. But I guess in the, in, in the end here, it's super, I, I want you to know that it's okay to talk to people. You know, going to therapy is good, but it's also okay to become transparent with yourself. Like if you need to verbally talk to yourself, then fucking do it. If you're going to sound like a weirdo, who cares? If you're in your own space, it doesn't matter. Address yourself as such. 
you know, ask yourself what you feel like doing, what, what feels good to you, you know, devote a whole day during your week where you focus on exactly what comes naturally to you to do, you know, because then you imagine giving yourself one day to do that. You're exercising your self-care bone. You're exercising your, you know, I have this wonderful foundation within me but I need to nurture it to grow, just like a plant. Like you need to fucking give it water. You need to change its soil out. You need to spray its little, its little leaves and clean off the tops with a little, you know what I'm saying? Like we take better care of our plants than we take care of ourselves. And like, I'm not one to talk. <laughs> My plants are juicy, but me, ooh. <laughs> well, not currently. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I promise. It's... It's a slope. It's a slow burn. I'm still working through a lot of grief too. Um, luckily, after that hectic week and and by me becoming transparent with a lot of uh, the people around me, um, the following couple days after that were exactly what I needed to get back on my feet. Um, I took the next couple of days after um, that hectic ass week to just do what felt good take naps, do nothing, you know, absolutely do nothing and don't feel like I have to be demanded to do anything. I had a change of scenery. Um, although I wanted to go home, I did not cover this before, but, um, during the hectic week of, you know, taking care of everything, I was physically at my parents' house, which we're also learning <laughs> that I have a weird negative response to that, uh, currently. So, you know, you throw that in the mix. It is a little, it's a little much. It's it's a lot for a human to take. Um, so then uh, following that, I, I couldn't go home. So, you know, being out of routine, being away from my, my home, my the place in which I now consider home, which is my little apartment with my boyfriend and my cat who's 15. I've had him since I was in middle school. Like that is my new family. That's where I feel the most secure and the most loved. And it's really hard to understand and wrap my brain around the fact that by being home, it bothers me. And there's a lot of things and emotions that are attached to that. Well, we're going to dive into that sometime soon. We're going to talk more about that. I'm currently trying to dive into that myself because I don't know what the fuck that is, <laughs> but we're going to find out together. The whole pro, the whole, the whole thing, like, I mean, self-growth is just, ugh. I had a change of scenery, um, post that and spend some time at my boyfriend's mom's house as we were watching their house while they were going on vacation. So this is now week two of just being somewhere else other than my home. But luckily in this regard, I had some emotional support with my boyfriend as he stayed with me, uh, because of his mom, I wasn't going to stay there by myself. That's not my mama. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it was, it was good. Um, gave myself what I needed and for the next you know week after and following you know I finally felt like I knew where I was mentally I was catching up to myself I mean I was finally kind of swimming up to the surface um, because uh, that last those two weeks were just absolutely dreadful <laughs> um, and I, you know I still feel some remnants now I still feel a little numb at some point, especially when I think about the loss and, 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 you know, my grandmother. Um, because to be honest, I mean, if we're going to be talking about grief this episode, 
Um, it's not, I, I'm trying to explain this to a couple people already, but the idea of grief and loss, I feel like it's like 50% losing someone you love and dealing with that, but also 50% understanding and trying to wrap your head around the fact that someone is physically gone. You know, like someone is no longer in this reality. They're no longer in this world. They're not living and breathing, taking part. They're nowhere. They're just, they're gone. That, that's a lot to handle. And if you're going through something like that right now, my heart is with you. My heart is absolutely with you. Because that's hard to wrap our brains around. That's hard to swallow. And if you suppress that as, as much as I did initially, then you're going to be, I mean, I faced with the kind of impossible giant in front of you because it's just pent up, uh, suppression of those emotions and grief. And that's, that's, you don't want to go that route. You know, you don't want to go that route. It's exhausting. It's isolating. It's lonely. And especially if you bottle your shit up, it's even lonelier it's okay. Everything is a process here, right? Including grief. The initial shock is the beginning. The acceptance is the whole middle. Uh And the letting go well, that's at the end, but you won't see it until you get there. It takes time. It takes patience. And if you don't have patience for yourself, like, come on, to be honest, yourself, the person who you are, your inner child, whatever you want to call it, that is your best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is the person that you, I mean, if when in doubt, you can't love anybody else and no one loves you, you can love you. You can show yourself that you're capable of giving yourself love time and patience if, if we're so freely giving it away to our plants we can give it to ourselves and things change when we do life's change when we do we start focusing on what is needed we're going to talk about inner child healing later uh, in some of our episodes coming up but um, just to kind of tip that off I started kind of treating myself as if, uh, treating myself and talking to myself as if I'm, you know, treating and talking to a close friend, including, you know, being kind and speaking life over others. Like that is, I can do that with me because I deserve it and I'm valuable enough to have it. Because if, I mean, I'm also, you mean, if you could be getting it from your friends and your family and that's great, but if you're not getting it from yourself, nothing means nothing. Like everything doesn't, just doesn't mean the same. You know what I'm saying? It's just like when you don't think you're pretty and people are saying you're pretty and you're like, no, I'm not. I don't believe it. It's not telling me lies. First of all, you are pretty. Shut the fuck up. But second of all, that's how it feels. And if that feels very familiar, then we're on the same page, baby. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. There's a lot more to talk about in regards to the different avenues that kind of that poke out uh, from 
uh, the last time we spoke until now, but I think I'm just going to leave it there um, for the most part because uh, I really just want to reiterate that it's really okay to feel, it's really okay to talk, it's really okay to open up when you're going through something like that or when you start feeling really lonely. One of the reasons why I decided to go to therapy was the fact that I just kept suppressing so much for so long and I'm not talking to anyone about it. And, I mean, because it worked for my trauma, I assumed that it worked for every other thing in my life and that wasn't, that wasn't it. That was not the key. <laughs> that made my life a lot harder. A lot harder. You matter. Your thoughts, your feelings... Your grief matters. So you need to give yourself the time. Take care of yourself. There's one thing on this episode or this whole podcast that, you know, I've been screaming from the top of the mountains. It's to love yourself unconditionally. To give you that opportunity. Even like, even if you've never experienced what unconditional love is, you know, like if you had a rough upbringing not much of tenderness anywhere. The one person you can still rely on is yourself sometimes. You can just give that to yourself, you know what I'm saying? You can show yourself that you love yourself. There's ways to do it. If that means cooking yourself a nice meal, fucking do it. Take that time. Take that, take that patience. Take that moment to be like, you know what? I value myself so much that I'm going to take my time making this bomb-ass, nutrition-ass meal. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. That's going to be a good one. Last but not least, um, I had, next episode we're going to be talking about uh, some of the things that was said to me on TikTok and my comments in regards to broken people and, you know, them having children and passing on their brokenness and, you know, stopping generational curses. That's super heavy. That's a lot. And I did want to kind of incorporate it in today, but I realize that's just a topic on its own. Like I said, there's so many avenues, so many avenues in this episode here that we can just branch off and talk about all day. But your girl just doesn't want to do that. It doesn't feel right. Grief is just such an animal itself that I, I don't want to overshadow it. I don't want to overstep it. And I don't want to over underplay it. You know, it's not just like grief, deal with it and keep on going. No, 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 no. You take as long as you can, baby. This is this is not a timed feeling. This is not a timed anything. It's, it's completely up to you and your heart and your mind and your soul and your body. You just got to go with the flow, baby. That is it. Recently, I went to the beach with my mom, just a really quick tidbit to kind of end this here. And um, first of all, it was wonderful, beautiful for some reason. Like the water was so wonderful. Like it, I, I, it hasn't been that great in a long time. And it was a good stretch of days that we were there. The sun was out and shining. It wasn't like a poo-poo mess, um, which is also wonderful. Quick tip, if you're going on a trip, don't look at the weather until you have to like 48 to 24 hours before you go, okay? Okay? Don't even worry about it prior. Just when you look at it, look at it with the intentions that you just got to figure out what to wear. What, what, how hot, how cold, what it's going to be looking like. With that intention, sometimes, girl, them days of vacation, those times away are some of the best times because you weren't worried about the weather. So many of us worry about the weather. Don't worry about the weather. Anyway, 
Um, and I remember we were in the ocean um, and I was, you know, feeling these like waves obviously coming and being part of it. And there was something that kind of just hit me, you know. Sometimes we have solutions to the things that we face. You know, like they're, they're considered issues, they're considered problems. But a lot of the times those issues and problems are just challenges that we have to kind of ride out. We may not have a solution or answer to. We may not have a habit that we can that we can use to kick it in the butt, you know. We have to ride that wave to get to where we need to go. Because soon after is another wave. But each wave is, I don't know, like you have, there's learning to be done in each. But ever so, like it's, it's as natural as the ocean itself. You know, life is like an ocean, bitches. <laughs> You either have to hang your hat on swimming to stay alive or floating to go with it. And girl, I choose floating. I'm not a good floater, but I will choose that every day. Because life isn't scary and we have a lot to learn. And if we're just opening ourselves up to that, we'll learn so much. And an accelerated amount of time too sometimes. Like you might get hit with multiple things at the, one, at, at the same time. And that's a lot. That is a lot to handle. And that's okay. But it's all, but it's all just got to go with it. So if you're going through something right now, if you're experiencing grief, loss, heartache even, lean into it. Feel it completely. When your mind starts traveling there, go. Don't say no. Go, bitch. Go. That's about all I have today. I'm so happy to be back. I'm really hoping to kind of get back on the horse and and ride. But in the in the efforts that I don't, I do wanna I do wanna let you know, uh, whoever you are, um, that I, I'm in. I I'm in the process of writing a lot of these things that I have in my brain down, and if I'm not working uh, with this podcast and creating, know that I am still writing, uh, and, and recording some of these wonderful ideas and, and some of these, um, lessons, uh, that I've learned, um, and breaking it down into a metaphorical way that's easy to understand and that can be related to so many of you. So, um, know that I am working on that as well. Uh, thank you so much for your support and your listening and, the whole nine yards, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Anyone who's new from TikTok here, hey girl, what's up? Nice to meet you. Hi. Um, <laughs> and of course, to end this all off, um, do what feels good today. Give yourself some time to do what feels good, um, but comes naturally. You know, listen to yourself. Open that, open, open that ear. Listen, because she is talking. She's talking loud too. Um, so give her a listen. Anyway, thank you for being here. I love you. You're super, 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 super important. Um, and if anyone hasn't told you today, you look great. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody.